Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Walk With Me, the podcast. I'm your host for today, Nadia Rashkov, and this week we are going to have a discussion on the region Middle East, East and Southern Africa. I'm pleased to be joined by SSE, Youth Economic Empowerment Program Advisor of Plan Egypt, and Marian Samaha, Program Director of Plan Lebanon. I really hope that I, I got your names right. Welcome to the podcast, Esra and Marianne. Um, I'm, I'm super excited to have this conversation with you, um, and I'm sure that all, all everyone that is listening is also excited. But before we start with the, with the serious topics, please tell me, how are, you, how are you coping with this new normal, and how are you on a personal level? Esra, let's start with you. Uh, yeah, hi everyone. Um, um, nice to be uh, with you today in the in this uh, new episode from the podcast. Uh, yeah, as for me, uh, um, I'm a little bit enjoying um, uh, the new normal of uh, uh, working from home and stuff, um, spending more time with my family, and also saving the time I used to take to <laughs> reach the office. Uh, but also, it's uh, having a little bit of um, negative impact because I do miss the uh, office environment. I miss my colleagues. Um, I miss uh, the weekends, uh, hang out uh, with my friends and so on. Uh, but yeah, uh, we um, I'm in the process of uh, getting used to uh, the uh, working from home. Uh, um, and um, yeah, we are trying to um, uh, come over the uh, stress. Uh, and to um, uh, take the or make the best use of uh, spending more time in uh, in uh, in my house, uh, doing new things, uh, learning uh, maybe new recipes uh, and stuff like that. Great to hear that you, that you're safe. Um, I think everyone can relate with what what you've mentioned that we miss the office, we miss the colleagues, and we miss we miss the weekends going out and. I'm enjoying enjoying the, the nature, but also we also some maybe enjoy working from home. It is it is it is a nice thing to do. So Marianne, how are you doing? Hi everyone, I'm very happy to be on on this podcast. Um, I'm doing well. Uh, I think that the past uh, three to four months have been crazy for for everyone. Um, they started quite in a difficult manner, but I feel that uh, I am and a lot of people are adapting further to uh, to, to to the current context. Um, we have been working from home since uh, I think mid mid March here in Lebanon, uh, but a couple of weeks ago we went back to the office, even if it's on a rotational basis. But we have the possibility to be working from the office, uh, obviously respecting uh, hygiene measures and and, and prevention uh, measures. Um, it feels good to be back to the office, to be honest, uh, to see other colleagues and to feel part uh, of, of an office again. Uh, but yeah, I think that um, we have reached a point where we have adapted to this new context. And um, I, I am personally doing well, uh, trying to uh, enjoy nature being uh, outside, even if not in public spaces or even if not in crowded spaces. So I think it's an opportunity for, for everyone to, to, to reflect on that. Thank you. That's great. That's great. And you mentioned um, going out in the nature and, and uh, maybe having a walk. I think I think it's a very important topic, especially when we work from home and when we had this period of uh, pandemic. Um, we talked about um, mental health and well-being and, and like having the ability to go out 
to, to spend some time out in the nature. It's it's just um, energizing us and, and helping us uh, adapt better. So great to hear these words. Um, maybe we can proceed now with the with the diving a bit deeper uh, and discussing how this uh, new normal and how the pandemic is, is affecting our work. Because we are currently in the fifth week of the Forward Network series, and there have been a lot and a lot of discussions on plans response to the pandemic from all over the Federation. And it looks like this pandemic, this topic, is in the spotlight of everyone's agenda. So how do you think, of, what do you think about this? And, and how do you feel, how long do you think um, we are going to still be talking about uh, the effects of the pandemic. Marianne? That's, um, I think that that's a very tough question, honestly. Um, I feel that there's a lot of different opinions about that. Um, I am no health expert, but uh, I feel that this is something that's going to last for a while, uh, given the impact that it has had on, on everyone and all, all over the world. I mean, it's a, it's a global pandemic. Everyone is affected. Um, so I feel that this is something that is going to last uh, for a while. It has changed our way of doing programming, for example. It has changed our way of, uh, of, of, of living. It has changed so many things um, in life. And I feel that um, it is going to take a while before this changes. Um, from I know that in a lot of countries, um, we have been trying to go back to normal somehow because maybe the cases aren't increasing uh, um, a lot or, or maybe because we feel that somehow things are changing. But I don't think uh, the normal will be the old normal. I think we're, we're going to be experiencing a new situation with uh, basically new norms um, and, and, and a new context. And we'll have to adapt to that uh, as well. I don't know if that answers your question. Yes, yes, sounds very logical. And you mentioned that this new normal is going to change the way we do programming. So can we dive a bit deeper and, and tell us how this situation has um, changed your work as program director of Plan Lebanon? And maybe um, is it affecting, how is it affecting your work, especially with, with, with Syrian refugees? Because we, we know that this is a vulnerable, vulnerable group and um, a group that is, is going to be hit hard by the pandemic. Absolutely. Um, this pandemic has changed our work completely. Um, we have been working from home since March 15 here in Lebanon, uh, both uh, PLAN and our partners. So in Lebanon, actually, uh, PLAN works uh, strictly with partners. So there is not one project where PLAN is working by itself. Uh, and what we have seen during this pandemic is that it wasn't just us, it was also our partners, uh, both of us, our our ways of working have, have changed. We have been working from home since March 15. There has been very tight measures by the government, including uh, lockdowns, curfews, uh, specific measures for, for car circulations, etc. Um, and obviously, this has significantly restricted our access to the field and our access to communities and to beneficiaries. Um, so we have to um, rethink um, the way we do our programming. I think 
in the beginning, uh, in the first two weeks, it was very difficult for us to plan and to, um, to actually try to imagine how long this might continue. But I think it took us a couple of weeks to realize that this is something that is going to uh, be here for a while. And this is not something that is only going to last for a couple of weeks. We started with a multi-sectoral needs assessment in order to see what the impact of the crisis is, particularly on vulnerable communities. Uh, this includes both vulnerable Lebanese and Syrian refugees living in Lebanon. Um, we try to have as much as possible a focus on also the needs of girls and women uh, and how this pandemic impacted uh, girls and women. Um, and mainly the main aim from, from, this, um, from this needs assessment was to define this impact and then also to see how we can change our ways of programming based on this impact and based on, on, on these findings. Um, there's a lot of interesting findings. Some of them obviously confirmed our theory, others that were quite surprising, but we see the huge impact that this uh, crisis has had on populations, on both Lebanese and Syrians. Obviously, Syrians uh, are a very vulnerable population in Lebanon. Um, we see in the assessment that most uh, Syrian refugees that we have interviewed live in informal tented settlements. Um, they pay uh, rental for, for, for the um, for the tents in these informal tented settlements. Um, they are in a very uh, dire situation where they are at risk of eviction. They can't afford to pay for their shelter anymore. Um, a big number of them have lost their, their livelihoods opportunities. Um, children are out of school. They have very limited access to, to education. Obviously, there's a lot of protection concerns also that come up. Children's well-being is at risk. Caregivers' well-being is at risk. Uh, etc. And so this whole situation actually um, and these findings pushed us into thinking about uh, more innovative ways of reaching of reaching beneficiaries and reaching communities. Um, to answer your question on how we adapted our programming in that case, um, we started very early with remote programming, meaning that I think it was at the beginning of April that we started first delivering remote training, online training by phone, uh, by Skype. Uh, we tried researching actually what tools are available in there in order to deliver that. Um, and mainly programmatically, um, we started doing um, remote case management, uh, remote psychosocial support, remote parenting sessions, remote awareness raising sessions. Um, and then uh, after that, we started also uh, responding, really responding to the crisis in the sense of uh, distributing, doing distribution. So distributing hygiene kits, distributing uh, food parcels. Um, distributing psychosocial um, psychosocial well-being kits, etc. And now recently we have started moving also our education program uh, and our vocational training activities into remote programming as well. It hasn't been easy, but uh, I'm happy to say that we were able to, to do it uh, in partnership with, with local actors and with the communities by consulting with them and um, by trying to be innovative in our approach. It sounds very exciting. Thank you very much for sharing. Um, if I can, if I can summarize, you mentioned that you've conducted a needs assessment, so so you managed to pull some findings, some some information from this this assessment, and based on this information, you you adapted um, your programs and initiatives and activities, mainly in the beginning based on remote initiatives, and then you also continued with um, a response uh, in terms of hygiene and food um, distribution. 
this sounds very exciting. We are going to dive a bit deeper in these activities. Maybe you can share a bit more about these activities later. But now I want to go to Esla and, and, and ask her, how, um, how have you managed to adapt your work to the, um, to the new normal? And, and what are the, the new and, let's say, innovative approaches that you're taking um, based on this situation? Uh, yeah, um, actually, um, uh, for the uh, overall situation in Egypt, uh, unfortunately, um, the statistics are indicating that uh, uh, maybe the country is going towards the peak. Um, uh, and also, we are having the highest uh, percentage of deaths uh, amongst the uh, region. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, and as uh, Marianne uh, mentioned that in mid-March, um, uh, the country office is started by, uh, you know, making a simulation for the emergency case and so on. And then things be became more uh, serious. So um, um, uh, we started to, um, uh, we decided to conduct a very um, 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 quick uh, rapid needs assessment in order to uh, be able to capture the real needs in our communities, um, it, 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 um, it was um, uh, definitely conducted uh, via uh, mobile phones and it um, shaped our uh, vision um, uh, to uh, decide the, the interventions uh, needed by our uh, communities um, in the time of crisis and um, immediately uh, the, the, the uh, strategic partnerships and advocacy department at the country office started to develop a very comprehensive uh, response plan covering all our thematic areas and uh, prioritizing the cash and voucher assistance, child protection, uh, SGBV, and education, and also, of course, uh, became, um, as a result of the uh, findings of the rabbit needs assessment, um, 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 uh, and we have already uh, implemented so many of them. We started immediately with the cash assistance for the beneficiaries um, 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 uh, for uh, one round, and we are, uh, uh, we are uh, planning to implement the other two rounds in this covering this month and the next one as well um we have we have reallocated all the uh, internal uh, resources or funds uh, from the sponsorship money from the grants uh, money in order to be able to respond immediately and also we have been uh, working on a complete fundraising plan in order to approach more donors um uh, to um uh, respond to the ambition targets um and the uh, most vulnerable communities um and of course, um, everything has been changed uh, in, in our um, uh, implementation modalities. Um, it was a little bit challenging, yet uh, so uh, beneficial. Um, it was a bit challenging because it, it was uh, the first time for Egypt to, to um, face um, uh, um, such um, uh, uh, um, emergency case. Uh, of having a virus in the country and so forth uh, and so on, uh, but the um, the the team was able to um, uh, respond very uh, rapidly. Uh, of course, everything has changed dramatically in the field. Uh, all the sectors have changed heavily. We are having so many potential losers when it comes to the economic sectors and also uh, potential winners um, as um, a result of the pandemic. Uh, and we have been adapting um, everything. Uh, for example, all the, our monitoring and evaluation work are being done remotely, of course. Um, 
and this is due to the government restrictions because of course all of our local partners uh, have locked their um, uh, premises and also we have been working from home uh, till now we are having flexibility to work from home and and almost all of the staff uh, choose to work from home because as i mentioned egypt is going towards the peak and then in 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 my humble opinion i'm not a health expert but in my humble opinion i think this is because um um, uh, we 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 have just finished Ramadan month, and the Egyptians love uh, gatherings, and people were not that committed in in, in the previous month. So uh, the the whole country is paying uh, now. Uh, so um, also uh, also uh, we are trying to. Um, um, uh, um, uh, revise all of our current used methodologies in order to um, uh, digitalize them. Uh, we have tried to um, implement a, an online uh, TOT. It was a trial uh, uh, first uh, for, with our staff um, in order to check our abilities and the adaptation of the methodology to be uh, given um, uh, online and not in uh, in, um, in physical uh, situation. Um, uh, things are going uh, good uh, till now, and of course uh, we have uh, uh, prioritized to uh, the cash and vouchers assistance and for the rest of the um, YE interventions, uh, those will come in the recovery phase. Um, uh, we have redesigned all of all of our uh, ongoing uh, projects. Um, uh, having or putting into consideration the hygiene parts, uh, buying uh, huge sterilization packages for our CDAs when 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 things will get back to uh, not 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 the full normal, but uh, when we will get back to a start or initial implementation in the field, uh, we have um, redesigned all of the ongoing projects in the country office and also took into consideration all the measures in. Um, um, designing the uh, potential um, uh, projects uh, so far. Thank you very much for sharing this, this with us. Um, you mentioned that, that you managed to adapt your um, adapt your projects and initiatives. You also managed quickly to um, reallocate money and start fundraising plan, which is which is I think it's absolutely cru crucial in these kind of situations. But also, but you also mentioned something very interesting. Uh, you mentioned that you revised some of the methodologies how you are um, uh, approaching these projects, and you've created online TOT, which I think refers to um, train of trainers, or maybe I'm wrong. Can you give us a bit more details with a few sentences about this? Yes, you are right. It's a training of trainers and um, uh, we have uh, uh, made it like a pilot in order to test the methodology itself because, of course, as you know, uh, and especially in the economic empowerment area, most of the methodologies is depending on um, 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 uh, is depending on uh, physical interaction and making payrolls and so on. So uh, we have um, initiated a pilot with the staff, with the frontline staff, the field officers and the um, implementation supervisors in order to test, try to test the methodology uh, if it's, it can be uh, adapted to the uh, new normal. Uh, we have hired a specialized consultant and we have implemented the um, a 
training of trainers uh, through uh, Microsoft Teams. Of course, the 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 um, the, the, um, the methodology have been uh, affected, um, uh, not negatively affected, but it have been affected, of course. Uh, and now we are in the process of hiring a specialized um, uh, persons or maybe a consultancy firm uh, to make this uh, process for all of our methodologies in order to be adaptable to be delivered um, through uh, online platforms be because we at some point we need to um, uh, have alternatives for those um, activities to be uh, implemented and give the same impact and reach the same um, results uh, um, with our beneficiaries but through uh, the online uh, platforms also um, also in all of um, our um, uh, potential proposals we have included in our criteria of the selection um, that the beneficiaries should by a way or another have access to um, smartphones or a computer or a laptop uh, having internet accessibility and we didn't use to do that before um, yeah so this this was mainly the the uh, the uh, impact of uh, the new um, uh, situation uh, on us uh, till date thank you very much and very shortly with a sentence maybe is this um, train of trainers um, documents and package available for other colleagues? And maybe um, if it is, where they can find it for everyone that's listening. Uh, yeah, actually, it's a methodology called uh, Ready for Work. It was uh, developed by uh, Plan US and adapted, uh, translated, adapted, and uh, we have made a, um, a contextualization for it, it to, into the Egyptian context. Um, 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 uh, yes, uh, we, we have recorded um, um, a 30 minutes as a trailer for the whole methodology from the uh, this consultant. Um, and uh, uh, we are, uh, we have uploaded uh, the whole package into our uh, methodology matrix because the country office is having a full methodology matrix uh, giving information and more and more uh, details about each and every methodology in the five uh, thematic areas. That's great. That's great. It's available for other colleagues to look at. If, if someone's interested, you can always, always reach out to Estra so she can provide more, uh, more details on this package. And quickly going to Marianne to ask a similar question. Um, is the needs assessment of Plan Lebanon, the one that you mentioned with, with the very interesting findings, um, accessible for colleagues and, and where they can find it maybe? Yes, absolutely. The, the needs assessment is accessible to colleagues. Um, you can find it on Plan's website. If you type in uh, plan-international.org slash Lebanon, you can find it there. And of course, internally within Plan, it is found on, on Plan. It's both the, um, both the full report and the key findings. Fantastic, fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, thank you. Thank you very much for these sharings. Um, if, I, if I can share also from a personal note, our work was also, uh, of course, um, affected by the pandemic and, and, and we are, our team and particularly uh, our team related to the Girls Advocacy Alliance, which is an influencing program um, focusing on eradicating gender-based violence in, in, in Asia. Um, we, are, we are trying to adapt also, we are trying to, to have this new approach of online delivery of events, how we can do capacity buildings, 
how we can do influencing and how we can can continue um, advancing with our agenda um, coping with the new normal so so it has been also a challenge for us but i think for everyone it's also learning that that we can also do it in a different way and and maybe the question is how we can do it better in this different way thank you very much for the sharings now before we continue with going a bit deeper in the youth economic empowerment topic um let's go for a quick break um and 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 then we're going to have like a, a few a few rounds of questions so so stay tuned we're going for a short break and then we'll continue our conversation with Estra and Marianne celebration of the International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia, or IDHOT-B, last May 17th, the ADB, World Bank, Inter-American Development Bank, and the European Bank for Reconstruction and Development held a virtual event on the LGBTI data gap. Read more about how development institutions are addressing the challenges that the pandemic has brought on the LGBTI community and the need for better data collection and policy response to foster inclusion, address poverty, and reduce inequality. And we're back. Hello, everyone. Again, it's Naiden here, and I, I have the pleasure to be joined by Esra and Marianne from, um, from the office of Plan Egypt and Plan Lebanon from on, on behalf of Middle East, East, and Southern Africa region. Um, we are here talking about um, how how they are coping with the new normal, with the, um, uh, how are they adjusting their activities and programs uh, related to the pandemic. And now we are going to have a bit more um, uh, details on on their youth economic empowerment initiatives. Let Let's kick off. Um, Marian, you mentioned that that you are adapting and 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 having a new approach in, in how you do programming and how you um, how you build and, and, and execute the, the initiatives in plan. Can you give us more details on how, how youth economic empowerment intersects with other topics like migration, SRHR, um, early childhood development, and so on? Sure. So in Plan Lebanon, um, I don't know if, if you know a lot about Plan Lebanon, but uh, we're kind of a new office. So we established the office here back in 2017. Um, and uh, most of our programs have been evolving around adolescents. So we work a lot with adolescents, particularly on issues such as child labor and child marriage. And whenever we work on these issues, uh, we try as much as possible to adopt a multi-sectoral approach where we are not just focusing on one sector, but really um, several sectors in order to tackle such a complex issue. So for example, if we are working on child labor, um, we have components relating to child protection, to gender-based violence, to sexual and reproductive health and rights, to education, and to economic empowerment. Um, we acknowledge that all of these components are key in order to address such issues. Now, with the COVID-19 outbreak, what happened is that, um, as I mentioned before, we lost our direct 
contact with the beneficiaries and with the populations because we couldn't physically access uh, informal tented settlements and we couldn't physically access communities. So what we did is that we conducted this multi-sectoral needs assessment and a big part of it was actually trying to find out how to get in touch with communities. So we asked them questions about what their preferred methods of methods of communications are, um, whether they have a phone, whether they have access to uh, three to 3G, so to internet, um, to Wi-Fi, um, whether actually actually adolescents have access to these phones if they are using their parents' phones. We tried to see whether girls had e had equal access to these phones, and based on that, we um, we adapted our programs accordingly. So whether it was um, like whatever sector it was, it was adapted accordingly, meaning that we transformed all of the activities into remote activities, except for distributions, of course. Now, if we're talking about uh, Soyi in particular, um, as I was saying before, uh, SOYI for us is a bit more um, uh, embedded within larger programs. So we don't have a fully fledged SOYI program uh, in, in Lebanon. So what we do is, uh, for example, we have one child labor program where one of the components is, uh, for example, vocational trainings for uh, older adolescents and young adults and vocational training for, uh, uh, for parents, for example. And what we've done is that we transformed this into remote vocational trainings. So, for example, in one of the programs where we're working with adolescent girls and boys in North Lebanon, what we did is that um, now there is a trainer that conducts these trainings um, remotely. Um, so um, and beneficiaries can actually adolescent girls and boys can actually see what is happening on the screen. Um, be in direct contact with the trainer uh, virtually where she is explaining what is being done. Of course, in order to do that, we had to distribute some of the materials. So we made sure to distribute the materials that adolescents would use for these trainings. Um, if they didn't have access to, to the Internet, we made sure that that was possible. And then they continued to um, they continued to 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 to, um, to follow these sessions uh, virtually. I can talk more also about uh, child labor in particular and the linkage uh, with with Soyi later on, particularly in the uh, context of COVID nineteen. Thank you very much for sharing this. Um, it is very interesting how you are transforming the TVET trainings in in um, let's say remote remotely delivering these training remotely because as far as I know it is quite difficult for all of the actors delivering TVET trainings to, to adapt these trainings. It's, it's not very easy. Um, they require a lot of uh, on-ground on -ground support. So can you give us just a few examples um, of such uh, initiatives? You mentioned that, that they see on the screens and they, they, they also um, have direct contact with their uh, trainer. It's 100% remote, actually, because we really have zero uh, contact with uh, with the communities, particularly in the period where the lockdown was uh, at its peak. We really couldn't uh, couldn't move and the communities themselves couldn't move. So they couldn't access the centers and we couldn't access uh, uh, the camps and, and, and the houses of, of beneficiaries. So we made sure that it is 100% uh, virtual. Um, that said, whenever we had the chance to do some distributions we were coordinating these distributions with uh, with the partners who are on the ground who are very much embedded within the communities and who might have more access than we do to these communities 
So we did have to do some distributions, particularly, for example, we had sewing classes where obviously um, beneficiaries who are attending those classes would need uh, a kit. Um, we made sure to do that uh, in a very uh, safe uh, manner, following strict uh, safety measures. And then this allowed the beneficiaries to follow these classes uh, online with the trainer. That sounds great. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Thank you very much for sharing this. And then um, going back to you, Ezra, I'm sure that, that um, the, the people that are listening, our colleagues, they're very interested also um, in some of the activities that, that you managed to implement, like the cash voucher programs. Can you tell us a bit more about, about your approach to YE in, in Plan Egypt? Um, actually, yes. Um, actually, in Plan Egypt, we are having five uh, different thematic areas. Uh, one for the economic empowerment, another one education, protection, um, uh, SRH, and um, uh, lead uh, thematic area. Uh, but as, as a result of the pandemic and uh, Basically, all of our beneficiaries have been affected in the same way. Uh, and also, um, everyone in the country is, is facing the same challenges, having the same fears, like social uh, fears, um, uh, even including ourselves. So uh, we are having um, a holistic, comprehensive um, approach in order to respond to the crisis for all of our beneficiaries as per certain criteria uh, for um, everyone. So we will be giving um, a holistic um, support uh, for the most vulnerable ones, of course, as per uh, the uh, criteria and as per the results of the uh, rapid need assessment. Um, uh, for example, for the um, uh, area of the cash and voucher assistance, we have applied um, a criteria, for example, uh, for uh, female-headed households, um, families who are having children with disabilities, those who are, who are, whose um, uh, business have been affected by a way or another um, uh, due to uh, the uh, negative impact of COVID-19, whether they are affected with the lockdown or, um, uh, or death or something. Um, so uh, we have applied the criteria and we, we make a filter filtration process for the beneficiaries and um, 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 as a part of our, our current protocol for the Egyptian with the Egyptian uh, post office uh, we have made another annex for this protocol specifically uh, for the response for COVID-19 because um, the results of the, the rapid need assessment came that we the better way to distribute cash is through uh, the Egyptian post office um, so we have made two things in order to um, ensure quality and also the safety of our beneficiaries. The first one, um, we have uh, double checked all of our um, uh, selected beneficiaries with the social protection programs of the Egyptian government for the Ministry of Social Solidarity. And also as for the Syrian refugees, we have double checked with the systems of UNCCR in order to avoid duplication and to ensure uh, and integration and unity and the response between all the players um, uh, of the um, uh, uh, the community who are uh, willing to uh, respond to the crisis from peer organizations or uh, local um, uh, organizations. Um, and as for the uh, post office, um, we have uh, made uh, distribution plans. Um, um, for example, we have made a, a, a very systematic uh, distribution plan. Um, uh, so um, 
we we make sure uh, not to contact more than for example 10 families to go to um receive their cash uh, from the uh, same branch of the post office in the uh, same hour or couple of hours for example we made a very big um distribution plan across the uh, 49 post office of office branch we are responding through uh, so to make sure to avoid uh, gatherings and so on also, we have uh, provided all the post office branches with sterilization and hygiene packages in order to keep uh, or ensure the safety of our beneficiaries as well as the um, employees of the Egyptian post office. Uh, also, um, we have um, uh, distributed um, uh, stickers uh, with the uh, with the um, a painting of the footprint in order to um, direct or guide the beneficiary where to stand exactly. Uh, leaving a distance of one at least one meter between the beneficiary and the other as per the uh, guidance of the uh, Ministry of Health and Population. And the final uh, thing uh, was the awareness raising component. For example, we have made two things. We, ha we are disseminating awareness raising messages for our beneficiaries uh, on their mobile phones. Uh, uh, we are disseminating a message before go, uh, the, the date of the cash um, um, uh, reception from the beneficiary side uh, in order to give them some tips uh, what what they are supposed to do before um, um, uh, going out from their homes, how to deal um, with other people. And another message um, also uh, is being disseminated during the uh, distribution process, um, uh, giving some, uh, some hygiene tips in order to um, uh, uh, give them uh, awareness messages on the cash handling, how to deal with cash, what, what you should to do after uh, receiving your money and after the uh, receiving the cash um, we are disseminating mass messages uh, for the uh, pest consumption behaviors in the time of crisis and in this we have used the uh, a very um, a friendly local language and we even used the um, the Egyptian local uh, proverbs in order to be easy to our beneficiaries uh, to uh, to tell them in a very friendly way uh, what they should do um, and, uh, in the time of crisis. And also uh, we have printed uh, 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 posters uh, with a very friendly colors and um, uh, uh, paintings, and we have uh, hanged them on the walls of the post office uh, branches. So everyone uh, else in the community, not only our beneficiaries can see and, uh, and benefit uh, from it. Um, this is this is specifically for the uh, cash component, and of course we are doing um, other um, activities when it comes to child protection, SGB, and education. Uh, but we can talk about it uh, later. This sounds great, Tesla. It, it, it's a very well well thought and detailed um, manner and process of, of distributing cash. Can you give us? Um, just an overview of some some thoughts on what is the effect of this of this program so far. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, yeah, we have developed a tailored post distribution uh, monitoring tool to be uh, applied after the uh, um, the. Uh, uh, cash distribution process but so far we are receiving a very 
good and positive feedback from the beneficiaries, whether through our uh, uh, Facebook page or um, uh, through uh, the WhatsApp messages between the frontline staff and the beneficiaries and the promoters of the CDAs. Uh, the impact of the uh, cash assistance is very good at the communities um, because um, uh, actually we have, as I mentioned, we have selected the most affected families. Uh, so um, we are receiving a very good impact and also uh, we are looking forward for the report which will uh, come out from the both distribution monitoring uh, tool application uh, after the uh, uh, process um, uh, end. Thank you very much for sharing this. It sounds, sounds great, really. Um, our I'm afraid that our time is running out. So I really want to, to ask you for maybe one final uh, sentence, just wrapping up your 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 approach to to why in your um, in your work and maybe sharing some thoughts final thoughts with with our listeners um Marianne, can we start with you sure um i think maybe two points from my side um in Lebanon in, in particular um the covid-19 outbreak is hitting the country at a time where um, the country is experiencing one of its worst economic crises. So um, there has been a lot of challenges economically for households uh, over the past few months uh, for Lebanese, Syrian and Palestinian households in Lebanon. Uh, people have lost their jobs. Um, people ha are, are unable at the moment to find uh, new jobs. And the needs assessment that we did, we know that uh, around 63% of caregivers said that they didn't have enough food to last for um, the coming two weeks. Um, the lack of food and the lack of livelihoods is a main source of stress for families. So this really shows how much SOI programming is really key over the coming period. We know that um, households will become even more vulnerable and this will have severe effects on children, adolescents and youth. And it is really key for us to intervene in that sense and to be able to find alternatives. Um, and one of the briefing papers that we recently published, which particularly tackles the link between child labor and the pandemic, we discuss how this pandemic will lead um, parents and caregivers to adopt more and more negative coping mechanisms, such as sending their children to work or marrying off uh, their, their girls uh, early. Um, so hence, we feel that this is really a priority in the coming period. And that is why also for our office, we are planning to kick off um, a fully fledged SOYU program in the coming months. So this is something that we're very excited about. Um, that's, I think, one, one main point from my side. And the second point is to build on what Esra actually was saying. And that was very interesting how she was explaining how uh, the cash program was coupled with the awareness raising on health measures, etc. I think this is very important. Integration and programming is very important. First, it can be a great um, value for money uh, way because when we are integrating our programs, we are using the same tools. We don't have to do several assessments. We can just do one, we can use the same tool and we can reach beneficiaries in a more effective way. But also, on the other hand, it is very important because this way we make sure that we are delivering comprehensive services to beneficiaries and that we are really responding to their needs in a comprehensive way. So it is not enough to just 
um, to just deliver, for example, education services only or child protection or child protection services only in this pandemic. I think the last months have proven that it is very well needed for us to be delivering uh, health, uh, wash, uh, food security, uh, soy, uh, child protection, GBV and SRHR services to the beneficiaries that we're working with. If, we, if we're able to do that at the same time, that's great. If not, let's connect with other actors in the areas where we're working and see what they can provide and see how we can coordinate further on that. Absolutely, very well said. Thank you very much, Marianne. And thank you very much for your, for this overview of uh, Plan Lebanon's um, response in terms of YE um, regarding this 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 uh, pandemic. And and I think we are all very excited about the, the next steps in the, in the SOI program that Plan Lebanon is, is bringing up and looking forward to collaborating with you. Um, Esra, how about you? What are your final thoughts and just, just wrapping up Plan yes. Egypt's response? Actually, I would like to thank Marianne for her last point because uh, I had the same feeling uh, because in the time of crisis, you know, um, uh, everyone is seeking collaboration and um, and synergies and I have really felt and seen my eyes the impacts or the holistic impact on, on, on our families. Uh, and, and I was just um, speaking with my colleagues that um, the coming period should witness a synergy between all the areas because as I, as I mentioned we have we have um, um, uh, focused our uh, interventions for the most vulnerable um, uh, families um, um, and with without taking into consideration um, they are um, um, related to any other uh, any uh, thematic areas so we had a more comprehensive approach giving um, uh, 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 cash assistance giving social support services um, um, uh, giving awareness raising uh, making entertainment um, uh, videos um, and uh, interactive tools for the children of the same family uh, making even on the outside um, uh, part and not only inside plan, uh, at the same time, we are making protocols with all the government entities. We are having protocols with Ministry of Health, uh, the National Population Council, Ministry of Social Solidarity, Ministry of Education, the NCCM, the NCW, the Egyptian Post Office. Of course, through our work, we are doing this and we are already having protocols, but the the, the sense of the crisis or the pandemic um, give, give a sense of um, a unity for all these, the, the, uh, the, uh, the actors, uh, because at the end of the day, we are having uh, one um, uh, aim or one objective, which is the welfare and the uh, emotional, social and the economic um, stability of our beneficiaries. And also, even all the organizations are, is, is, are working in the same direction. We are making yani, more synergies than what we have used in the usual. We are making, um, uh, for example, a collaboration with the Egyptian Crescent because, as you know, the area of sex social support is not an uh, area of plan uh, Egypt expertise. So we are making a collaboration for the Egyptian Crescent to give uh, a specialized like, social support for our beneficiaries and so on. So I really empathize the, uh, the, 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 uh, what uh, uh, Marianne has just mentioned, that uh, let's take the positive part of this pandemic uh, by 
um, taking the uh, lessons learned uh, that we already, all of us, including myself, have learned in the last period and build up on them uh, for the uh, next period. Excellent, excellent. Thank you very much, Esra. Um, and thank you very much for this overview of Plan Egypt, why you work um, in these times. Honestly, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, it, it, it's been an honor spending the last um, 30, 40 minutes um, discussing with you Plan's approach to, to this, this pandemic and how we are working in the Y area. Um, I want just to spend a minute and recognize the importance of the work that you're doing in this area, in YE, and I think that, that it's amazing how we're transforming and adapting and, and somehow um, learning and, and achieving more, even more. Um, I hope that it, it was um, a pleasure for you as well. And um, just can you, can you share with our listeners where they can reach out to you? What is your preferred um, platform? Yes, uh, yes, um, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, as for me, uh, uh, you can reach out to me uh, via my email, esra.sayed or uh, workplace. Same for me. You can reach out to me uh, on my email. It's marianne.samaha at plan-international.org uh, by on Teams uh, or on Skype for Business. Great, thank you very much. Amazing. Um, now, to our listeners, we would really love to know what do you think about the podcast. Should it be a bit longer or shorter? Let us know what are the, the, the topics and, and the areas that you would really like to cover. And share your thoughts on the workplace or send them to yes at plan-international.org. One last time, this is your host, Nadia Rashkov. It was a pleasure talking to you. And thanks for, thanks for working with me. Catch you all next week.